yes and the eunuch thing, Mark. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative of the Town podcast brought to you by us over at adczhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Come and get me, eunuch. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is another guy whose body just keeps on changing. It's Mark. Gentlemen. <laughs> Boys, we're back to our typical setup here. Oh, Which God. means we probably sound better. Yeah, sorry about the audio last week. I did the best I could. That's why I was a little delayed. Hey, Very... no, Jack, Jack, you did great. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we were recording in Jake's uh, cathedral of a living room, of a foyer, I think we decided to call it. Um, but we're back. We're back in the A to Z Horror official studio with Mark in the A to Z Horror official Annex studio. Annex, yeah, I like that. I'm like Toby. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, you have no idea what's going on right now, but we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, we actually watched a pick from a Patreon member, a Peyton, if you will. Uh, we watched 1986's From Beyond, which was from listener Ty. So thanks, Ty, for the support and the pick. And we will dive into that real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. Uh, and if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, speak Speaking of Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror and support the show at your level of choosing. And if you can't swing that now, though, no worries. We just appreciate you listening and hanging out with us. But for now, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. What are your beers for these fears? I have two. Okay. And I'm looking across the table at a distressing sight, so I'm going to try to keep my cool. While yeah, I what, do this. what are you seeing on my side? Too, of many, the table. too many different beers. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Is your stride uh, broken? Prematurely broken? A little bit. Okay. A little I'm bit. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I have two. Um, one is a prairie ale. I've had this one before, actually. It's Phantasmagoria, and it's because it's a word that is just nonsense, kind of like this movie. And second, <laughs> I've never done this before, but I picked a beer based on how much I felt like it accurately represented my feelings towards being a viewer of this movie. And okay. that is it's from Fremont Brewing. It's a hazy IPA. It's called Head Full of Dynamite because this I, blew my fucking mind. Fucking I looked at that one myself at the co-op today. Head Full of Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. I don't know That's why you had to qualify that one. That one also just literally works for the movie wherein your brain is parts of your brain are getting bigger than other parts of your brain. Well, well I mean, thanks also for he, making my beer selection better, but I felt like I wanted to qualify how it hit me, Mark. He, he also okay. gets exploded. His head gets exploded. There's a lot of head stuff in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are my beers. Those are pretty good. Now, Jake, tell me what you're looking at on my side of the table. Jack. Yes, oh, buddy. God, dude. Uh, there are, there are seven, seven unique, different beers. I'm yeah. going to start with the easy ones and work my way up. Okay. Maybe you should take well, a photo that we can well, share. To be, clear, to be clear, only three of these are my actual beers. The rest of them oh. are side beers. Well, then how am I supposed to tell? So these three are the actuals. I'll, I'll go through okay, those. Okay, well, I'm looking at a Rainier as always. You have a Heineken for some reason, a Coors Light, because, of course, and then a Bud Light. It is the Denver Broncos issue, so objectively correct on that choice. Uh, but what do you actually have? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a reason that I don't have these side beers. And it's certainly not because those are beers I happen to be able to scrounge from a hypothetical law firm fridge on my way out the door. Teacher, uh, teacher, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, my actual beers for these fears are not scrounged. I'm actually pretty happy with my choices today. They tell a story, okay? Collectively. Collectively, okay, as you go through them. So the first the one. What's the story rating? Is a Payette Brewing Aura, a sour ale. 
Aura. Aura. I, because I this is a movie where when the resonator first starts, you start to see some auras, and that's kind of the, the, the chief effect at first. And you're seeing auras and other spectrums of colors that you can't see, ultraviolet uh-huh. and such. Uh-huh. Actually, that's from the, the written story, uh-huh. but not the movie. But uh-huh. then we're moving on to an evolution series, Hazy IPA, Better Hazy Than Never. Uh, by Boise Brewing Company, and because the next step the Resonator does is to make you start to evolve to the next step in evolution, which is this interdimensional being. And then my final beer is a miso honey blonde ale. (laughs) Because here we have a blonde that gets very, very horny, is the third step in what the Resonator does to you. Makes a blonde woman very horny. So we, we, okay, so honey and horny... Yeah, I mean, look, that's the, the very reason it's called miso the thing honey. that they're trying yeah, because to... they're saying doing the miso horny thing. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yes. So I'm telling a whole story, start to finish. I got the movie covered. That you're right. The movie does end with the blonde, the blonde. Yeah, being... Crampton, Barbara Crampton, being very, yeah. very, very horny. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's where it ends. You're right. <laughs> that's where I stopped watching anyway. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> anyway, so I'm very proud of myself this week. I went on a whole journey with these. I commend you for having seven seven different beers. Also that. When yeah. you opened your backpack, I figured it was at least seven just Rainiers. Yep. Nope. Seven different beers. Okay. Hey, Mark. Yes. Has is, Am I a hard act to follow? Uh, Not at all. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, what are your sorry. beers for these? It's better than I usually do. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I also have two, just like Jake. I have significantly fewer than Jack. I have, um, so I'm starting with a test phase IPA by Uinta, which is an experimental IPA. Yep. Um, this is basically based around obviously the technology that is pervasive throughout this movie. The whole point of the resonator thing is that they're in this test phase and they don't know what's going to happen. Then they turn it on and they, you know, accidentally sort of summon interdimensional beings. And then I'm going to transition into a prismatic IPA, which kind of actually is the same as your aura, your first one that you're drinking. This movie is very colorful. And every time that the machine that's in its test phase gets turned on, you get hit with like a wave of color. And if you move it all, in that prismatic field, the thing can see you and feel you and then come and, I don't know, there are eels, I guess. So, yeah, there. prismatic there test phase. Nailed it. I suppose that's where my phantasmagoria comes in, huh? I suppose so. But also, I mean, he's just like a pile of gore towards the end. There's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, I, strong performances all around this week, I think. It's going to be a hard one to pick. Yeah. Now we know who will lose that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, the Patreon supporters get to vote on who loses Beers for Fears, what movie the loser has to watch as penance. And speaking of watching other horror movies, drinking beer and watching this one movie isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week in the horror world. Uh, we might have also experienced some other stuff that's been rocking our horror world, except for I very much didn't. <laughs> so you're starting. Uh, so I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. I... Read the HP, reread the HP Lovecraft story from Beyond. That famously, you didn't think this was in. I didn't know this was based on the short story by HP HP Lovecraft. Really? I really didn't. No idea. It's a very weird HP Lovecraft story to base a movie on because it's like eight pages long. I mean, it's very short. I like that. You go read sort of like an, an anatomical drawing of where the pineal gland is, and then like monsters or what? It's, I mean, we're this gonna this is gonna come up later, but it's uh they did a fantastic job adapting the the vibe of it without w- with making an actual story, especially That's the more Ken Forey part. Yeah, yeah, especially that part. Yeah. Um, but uh, reread that, and then I am next time I will be talking about a head full of ghosts. I'm not done with it yet, but I'm getting close to finishing that. I didn't watch anything 
else this week. So, Mark. Yes. What else has been rocking your horror world? Oh, I have uh, eight things. Give Holy us, shit. Okay, lightning round, or are we going to make him stop? Uh, I'm putting my thumb on the scale here a little bit. I had to watch uh, two horror shorts for losing, for my penance for losing something or other. I can't remember. One of the beers for fears. Um, and instead of just watching the two, I, I took it upon myself to just watch all six. Oh, okay. So wow. that's six so, of them. Six of the eight? Okay, yeah. Just go ahead. Yep, there you go. Uh, are you going to cue up the lightning round music? Sure. Oh, that yeah. Like They're shorts? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Cool. Here we go. All right. I started off with Attic Paddock, which is another Sandberg movie. He's the guy who did the Lights Out thing. This is less creative than Lights Out, but very much the same vibe. It also has the same lady from the original short. Um, it's very... It's, it's still jump scary, but it's significantly less jump scary than Lights Out was. Sandberg is really good at playing with, like, the rules of the world in order to make something scary. Is this the one with the painting? No. Okay, there's another one that he did that has a painting, and it's yes. very much like Lights Out. Okay, whatever, continue. Yeah, this is, I think this is a relatively newer one. The other one I watched, uh, the next one I watched was I Heard It Too, which is an Australian one uh, wherein... There's a bunch of, like, basically, it's like a mother and a daughter, and they're playing uh, hide-and-go-seek, and then, obviously, scary shit happens. Uh, the biggest complaint I had about this one is that it had really, really bad sound. Like, the audio dialogue was kind of hard to listen to. Um, other than that, I mean, it's fine. Monster, jump scare, it's whatever. It's eight minutes long. Uh, this Classic does have short. a full minute of credits for an eight-minute-long video. That's too long. Um, yes. Next up was the Candlelight Witch, uh, which basically was like a bunch of kids having fun during a power outage, which frankly, I kind of miss those days where the power would go out and you'd like light a candle and walk around your house. It was like kind of creepy and all that shit. And this is like (laughs) what this is, you know, possibly how that could go awry. Uh, One thing that this movie, that this short does really well is it does set up some type of conclusion. Either you want to follow up like horror short or some type of feature length film, but uh, overall well put together. Next one up is The Midnight Jester. Uh, This is basically if Art the Clown starred in like a children's Goosebumps television show. That sounds sinister. Yeah, more or less. They, I mean, there's nothing like super like gory or horrible about this one, but you know, if you're afraid of clowns or jesters or whatever or midnight, then you know, The Midnight Jester probably going to get your goat. If you're afraid of midnight. I hate midnight. Uh, next up is the cloud, which is about technology, and I, I, I could not understand what the fuck was going on in this one. There's a guy in an elevator. I think his phone is either him or it's mad at him, and he can't get out of the elevator. Maybe, and then he, maybe he, I, I don't know. Just go watch it. I guess <laughs> it's I, I cannot relate to you the meaning or purpose of this one. Um, lastly, and certainly least least was Abe. <laughs> This is the best one of the bunch. Um, This is about a robot that is basically like trying to get human women to love him via mutilation, I guess. Uh, The reason I threw we threw this one on there, I requested this one was at least like on the category list just because it's going to be a horror video game that I talked about in the E3 preview that we did a couple weeks ago, um, where it's just like an escape the house type of thing, but. Abe is following you around. Go watch this one. All of these are available on YouTube. Uh, so just type in whatever I just said and then horror short and it should come up. Um, but this is the one that I probably recommend the most. This was called Abe. You 
Very nice. Now, Mark. Yes. I curated these list of, of six films. You had to watch at least two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the themes with each pair they of seemed, shorts? They seemed award-winning. Each each pair I had a theme for. Okay, so Attic Panic and I Heard It Too were together. Yeah, that's the most. That's that's the least uh, important theme. That one was just they're both supernatural bump in the night shorts, as far as I could tell. Okay, the Candlelight Witch and the Midnight Jester were together. Kids stuff. Um, Midnight Jester. I guess it's kind of kid stuff, but to I be just, clear, I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, I was yeah, just, yeah, Jesus yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the Midnight Jester. The main lady's like I don't know, probably sixteen or seventeen or something. Okay. Um, and then Abe in the Cloud has to be technology something. Boom. Yeah, yeah okay. Black Mirror stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I like to see how much effort I put into curating your list for you, buddy. Yeah, dude, I appreciate it. If we were good people, we'd link these YouTube links just right down there in the show description. But we're not good people. <laughs> Thanks for putting it that I'm a bad person for yeah. demanding that I do it and telling me I'm a bad I didn't person. Demand if I don't. anything? Well, yeah, well. yeah. I, I went way more passive aggressive. <laughs> it's a soft demand. Yeah. It was passive aggressive. That's what it was. Yeah. I also watched a feature-length film, uh, which is Braid from 2019. Uh, This is freely uh, available on Amazon Prime. Uh, So after last week's discussion uh, with you two guys on a whim, I started just Googling best horror movies of 2019 so far. Uh, Kind of want to like start getting ahead of the omnibus, and this is on a number of lists. I don't have you guys have either of you guys heard about this? This flew under our radar. I don't think we ever talked about it on HRR or anything like that. Yeah, I've heard of it, but in the same fashion that you have just trying to be ahead of what the year end awards are going to require of me. I'm in the dark on it. Yeah, I I didn't really know anything about it. I'd only seen it. I'd added it to my watch list on Amazon because I saw it and it looked kind of interesting, but, um, and I think it has like a relatively good star rating, like four or something stars. Um, So this is a, all it's not all female cast, but the three leads are all uh, women, and they're like three childhood friends who grew up and went crazy together. Um, this is a movie about <laughs> losing your fucking mind, and they do that like you will lose your mind watching this movie trying to follow what the fuck is happening. It is goddamn bonkers off the wall. Um, I think what is happening here is sort of like an ocean walker phenomenon where like the shit that's <laughs> happening on screen is too crazy to like argue with. So there so are a, a lot of people. A- I, I actually went out cause this is relatively highly reviewed. So I went out and I read some of the ratings. They were like, I think I like it. Um, it's so really to be clear. You're making a, you're making an arrest development reference there. When you say ocean Walker, that is correct. Yes. Okay. Thank you for pointing out my joke. It's funny when you explain the, uh, well, whole. there's like five things called the ocean Walker. There's a book, there's a computer game from the nineties. There's those are the only two I could think of, but it could have been one of those things. Well, and then the third one would be the arrested development joke that I was making. Yeah. The joke there is that maybe can't, can't finish, can't figure out how to finish the screenplay. So she puts in someone who can literally just walk on the ocean so that it seems deeper than it actually is so that people will like it. Right. Right. I, I got the joke. I was just trying to confirm that that's the joke you were making, not something else. Damn it, Mark. Well, I know. And then I was just extrapolating upon explaining the joke since we're already going to explain it. I'm going to explain it so that everyone knows what this is going really, on. this is really funny. Our vibe is off and you know what I think is going on? It's too comfortable in here, Jake. I got a new AC I'm unit so for the studio. I'm not sweating at all. I'm not freaking this is out. The, this is the Patreon dollars at work. It's this making is, the show worse. It's really backfiring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mark, save this. 
So, so that was so that's Braid. Uh, it, the main girl is uh, Madeline Brewer. Uh, the other two I did not recognize from much else. They've I think they've played some bit parts and random stuff. But Madeline Brewer, you'd recognize she's from Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, us three would hopefully recognize her from Cam, where she's the main lady in Cam. I haven't seen um, Cam. Jake, have you, you seen Cam have yet? To watch Cam. No, I haven't seen Cam. Oh my god, we all, I think. Both Jack and I chose that for you f- to watch for this year. So I believe that to Did be you? accurate. Yes, I should probably look at what you guys may want to be watching. <laughs> you should probably just fucking watch Cam regardless because it was an incredible movie. Well, it was very, well, very good. You know. I think it's on Netflix too. It always has been. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a Netflix. I, I started original. to watch it at the gym. Remember? Yeah, I might not watch it. I don't know. Watch uh, it on a exercise bike in a public space. It's a weird gym watch. I can already tell. Yeah, we talked about it on the fucking. Oh my god. Do you expect me to remember that? <laughs> A little bit. Nah. This is a highly reviewed movie that's going to show up on a bunch of people's lists. It is very pretty and well acted and that ilk. But like, also just know going in that it's crazy. Shit will, they'll randomly shoot things upside down. They'll change to black and white mid scene, all this other shit. And then that just underlines the plot, which is itself impossible to follow. I didn't love this thing, but, you know, if you're into crazy, psychological, weird thrill rides, then go for it. Very nice. All right. Jake. I have two things. All right, buddy. Uh, The first of which, same scenario as Mark's braid series of events where he's trying to find out what he should watch and then go and watch things from 2019. Preparation, Jack. Professionalism. Getting ready for the omnibus. Why are you addressing this to me? I'm looking at you. You're the only human being in the room with You said Jack also. Uh, I'm also addressing you because you're the only human being in the room with me. And because I I am the third person and I'm already doing the thing that he's telling. Yeah, that's also accurate. I watched a movie called Starfish. You guys will remember this one, I think. Oh, Uh, I am actually super excited about this. So it was the. Do you remember this trailer, Jack? No. uh, Or listener? So this one's from a few months ago. The trailer featured heavily and basically exclusively Girl by Herself. Seems like it's the apocalypse. She's wearing like it's cold, it's in the snow. She's wearing like a wolf pelt over her head. And then it gets really artsy and there's. Like yep, I remember this. This took a turn in it. Yeah, yeah that trailer. I so, mean, the turn was literally just there was water in a Well, room. no, it seemed like no. it could go really artsy. After that, it goes bonkers. Yeah, it seemed like it could fan. go really artsy. That was what I remember thinking about this. And I will tell you, I don't think this is a spoiler, but I felt vindicated when this movie ended with like a seven-minute sequence set to Sigurros. Yep. That was <laughs> perfect. That was perfect for this fucking art house movie. Um, it's just no lyrics. This is gorgeous, and it is actually a good movie, and I would recommend it, but only if you can deal with something that is slow, deliberate <laughs> to the point of being slow to a fault but it is a horror movie it is a horror movie yeah okay. so this is a movie where I, I again i don't think this is too much of a spoiler we aren't trying to do this here but this is a movie about a girl who is coping with the loss of a very good friend of hers and it just so happens to be during a cosmic horror-esque apocalypse okay and she's in a small town in colorado um I think all that's in the trailer. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I, this movie is one gigantic metaphor for loss. And then there's also a part about how you can save the world via mixtapes in like a mystery sort that's of That's true. Spoilers, you can so. do that. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, this movie had Y with a question mark. In yes. It. Okay. It's my favorite it, now. It first, it's so indie and so art house, but it's very well constructed. <laughs> I recommend it again if you can handle slowness. And sure. I don't want to say much more than that because it would get kind of spoiler. I'm not sure it really matters. It's more about the experience of watching it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of categories that it could potentially come up in later in the year, but I can see why it's on people's lists of movies of the year. Things to be on the lookout for. Okay. Good movie. All right. Very weird, though. Secondarily, uh, did you watch it? Sorry, that was a rent on Prime. It was okay. like three bucks, four All bucks, right. whatever the standard yeah, HD yeah, rental yeah. is. Yeah. Um, secondarily, I watched and I feel a little bit bad about this because I don't think, judging by how it was released, it was meant to be binged. But I couldn't not binge it. I I blew through Chernobyl this week. Oh, all right. I feel like um, that's meant to be binged. I feel like everything is at well, least it was. Meant it, to be they binged. released it one per week, so and I can understand why, but. I could not take myself away from it. And there's also an accompanying podcast, and I, I'm actually finding that really cool, too. But this is... It's hard to spoil. Everyone knows Chernobyl to a degree. Like, we knew that there was a meltdown, and then everything is still fucked up and will continue to be for the rest of humanity's existence and all of that stuff. But what is really good about this is that this is, like, the typification of real horror. And it's where basically the structure and beats of how they film this is all very familiar to what you'd get from a genre film, but it's rooted in reality. It's the example of how it's sometimes scarier than something you could come up with. Yeah, absolutely. And we all know that, right? But I mean, this is a, this is a quasi like historical take on what happened. It is. No, it tries to be extremely historically accurate. Sure. But it it is still dramatized. It is. It is is drama. They, they, yeah, they create. Did you? Did either of you see that uh, RTV is already trying to produce a counter documentary telling their side of the story, in which an American CIA agent plays the role of a saboteur? Nice. Wow. I love it. Yeah, I love that's, it. That's happening. That's a real thing. I, but anyway, I just really appreciated this. It's a great. It's a great. I don't know. It's a great piece of work, man. Like you can tell the level of effort that went into it and everything that they tried to to do to make this come to light and it was just really impressive okay uh, very well made all the acting is great the writing is obviously fantastic the directing's good yeah uh they really do a good job of making you not have to work too hard to be immersed and that's <laughs> kind of difficult when you have a movie that's starring british actors that is set in the soviet union because there's an mini inherent series, but yeah sure. well yes it's a five episode miniseries but it's just cool when you think about it i mean they each of these episodes really honestly like I can think about what it is in horror like episodes one and two are kind of like a monster like slasher thing because you have Chernobyl just fucking exploding and these people have spoilers Jake we don't know oh no and you have all these people that have no idea what's happening or out there and it's like this gigantic monster that's just picking people off without them knowing any better for it except it doesn't have to be this unit out there in the woods that's just oozing goo and destroying people absolute unit uh and then you get into a part that i would dare to say is very zombie-esque and then you get to some body horror like it's it's all of that stuff and that's kind of not doing it justice it's just i have not seen something that was this enthralling in a very long time well that's quite a high sell and i've needed a sell to get me on this because i've been interested in this since it came out so fucking good but and i've known it's good Five. It's five hours. Each is one hour long. And I've known I'm going to like it, but it always just every time I sit down and I want to start it, I'm just like, give yourself yeah, feels 10 like minutes. a whole thing. I know. Give you, That's what I thought. And then I was like, 
feeling in a mood. You, I mean, you knew I was like ready to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I ten minutes and then I couldn't stop. Wow. Okay. Um, could not stop. I, I Good shit. almost gave up sleep to watch it, but you know. Jeez. Yeah. But then Can't sleep took fasting. over and you just fell asleep on the couch. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I had to forcefully stop myself from going to a next episode at one point. Does, you know, I know how that goes, man. Yeah, for sure. Man, 10 p.m. Does, it, man. Does, does this do? I have not seen this. Does this do like the uh, the next time on Chernobyl preview thing, or like yeah. deleted scenes from this week's Chernobyl? It does both. Every HBO show does. It I does both. That's an, it. Oh that's an that's an HBO thing. But because you're watching it on HBO, as soon as the credits start, before it gets to that, you just click next episode. It doesn't even matter. Actually, it was going there without me doing it. Maybe it knew I selected it once, and then it. HBO's remembered. been doing that. Like they've been cutting that time yeah. way down. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah, what yeah. if the remote control's like all the way over there, man? You know, it just like, goes, dude. It goes. It's been doing it without you clicking. Yeah. I oh, cruised through a season of The Wire before I realized I hit any credits. I think I watched one deleted scenes reel from Veep, and now it just thinks that I want to watch everything. <laughs> yeah. So neither of you guys brought this up. I'm curious if you know about it, because I just saw it earlier today on Netflix, Okay. and I haven't heard a single thing about it, and I'm fascinated by it. David Harbour Frankenstein's monster thing? Yes, it's called Frankenstein's <laughs> Monsters Monster or something, and yeah. it's like a comedy show starring David Harbour. It's such a Netflix thing. What to do. is this? I don't know. I it saw sounds... the little I saw the little blurb thing as well. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. It All sounds right, like time. it's what you just suggested. Well, fuck! It's Friday the nineteenth as we record this. I I imagine one of us will have watched this by next time. Is it a show or a movie? I think it's a show. I probably won't have then. I have no fucking idea. I just I wondered if either of you guys had seen that because I hadn't even heard about it, and then it was just there. Then David Harbour was just talking at me. Of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> just narrating the autoplay like, hey, you're here because of autoplay. Everyone loves this feature, and you can't turn it off, so hooray. Thanks, yeah, Netflix. Absolutely. Uh, but I think that's about it, right? Time to go to the feature presentation? Yeah. Feature presentation. We never talked about how the feature presentation music is in Stranger Things Season 3. Yeah, that... Mark, you haven't heard that Patreon cast yet, but it got sloppy. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. That's a... <laughs> but there no, you go. They hit that Stranger no, Things season three feature presentation music. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1986's From Beyond, and actually as presented in the movie, H.P. Lovecraft's From Beyond. So Mark was vindicated as objectively correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did not know this was an H.P. Lovecraft joint. Um, and frankly, I forget you? about the H.P. Lovecraft story from beyond. Erroneously, upon rereading one of his better ultra shorts. This movie does not let you not know that it's Lovecraft. I mean, holy look, shit! This, this is the, also the same guy that did Reanimator. Yes, right with the same crew, the yes. same cast, the same writers. These are his people, man. He went and did Castle Freak with them too. I didn't mm. know that this movie existed. Uh, I knew it was existed. I just haven't seen it. I knew there was a movie from 1986 called From Beyond. I didn't know it was go. based on the eight-page short story by H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. In any case, Classic Ty mistake. made us watch this movie. Yeah, some. Patrons went away to fuck us. Ty did us a big favor with this one, so thank you, Ty. That's a bold take. I feel like one Peyton specifically went out of their way to fuck us, and the rest of them are really good picks. Uh, One didn't know what movie to pick, so she just looked at a movie that's old and hypothetically from the 1960s. Uh, it was a good pick, though. I mean, it's a good pick, yeah. So Just accidentally. Good work. 
Yeah, good work. But thank you, Ty. I'm uh, happy to to. I'm happy to know this is an H.P. Lovecraft movie. Did you guys know this was H.P. Lovecraft and shit? No, I mean, the in same. the sense that it is billed as H.P. Lovecraft's. Uh, I don't from mean beyond. once you started watching the movie. I mean before. Well, like, when I looked it up originally to see what was told for us to watch, it came up as H.P. Lovecraft's From Beyond, which is why I knew it was H.P. Lovecraft's From Beyond, and that's what I said on last week's podcast that you immediately then shot me down on. I didn't shoot you down. I just said I don't think it is. But you shat on my dreams. <laughs> Maybe I did that. Wow. Mark, before looking it up after Ty picked it for us, did you know it was an H.P. Lovecraft joint? No, you're the literate one. Are you trying to rub in my face again that you're the only one on this podcast that's what he's that doing. reads? Yeah. No. Yes, yes. yes. that's what No, that I'm wondering how we didn't hear about this because Reanimator is a whole thing in culture, right? The movie Reanimator. And again, I her- wouldn't be able to tell you that that's an H.P. Lovecraft thing. Okay, I mean, I think I do think Herbert West Reanimator is H.P. Lovecraft's like most well-known work in the pop culture, probably. Um, something N- about I, Cthulhu, something yeah. about Eldritch Horror. Yeah, but but neither there's like that's that's the point is those aren't he doesn't have a story called he has the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu. Mountains of Madness. At the Mountains of Madness. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like. I think Herbert West Reanimator is his best known story. I have a question. Yeah, buddy. Does my side beer seem at all Lovecraft to you? I was gonna say I thought that was one of your main beers. No, it's just a side beer. I didn't even try. See, I, I don't get credit for this one, but I'm just thinking now. I didn't even see the front of it, the White Raven. I just saw the "It's Alive" on the side. Yeah. I assume that's because there's some kind of hops. Uh, I, I know, but like yeast or something in there. Yes. What? 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 Makes Something it like a hops or a. This yeast I'm reading it and laughing. It says this product is unfiltered and unpasteurized. It's alive. Please keep refrigerated. The brewery is called Apex Predator. Yeah. So definitely both From of those things. Yellowhead County, Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's one of your Canadian adventure beers. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> safe cool. to say, none of us have seen this movie Good before. Detour. No, I had not Jake, seen it. No. Did you know, prior to looking oh, it up Jesus. after Ty recommended it, still, that this was H.P. Lovecraft? Is he still doing this? Just I, say yes. Just I say don't that know you did. This yeah, flew I did. under my In radar. Fact, I did. did you really? I did. Uh, I think subconsciously, yes. Okay. I've seen the poster for this because the goopy face thing, that's existed. Like, I, I barely registered this movie. Okay. So that's I'm not as weird. enthralled with my this... lack of or knowledge of this. I love, I'm very I surprised just, I, was, I just love how defensive Jack is getting about the fact that he didn't know this was based on an H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> I, short story. I'm, this is a big blind spot for I me. I mean, I'm this has been like five minutes of this now. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why you have beer. Beer helps with embarrassment, I've heard. It does. I'm cruising through a bunch of them. I'm on the Bud Light now. I don't like it. But you yeah. like the team that's on it, though, right? Because if not, you're welcome to jump on the Seahawks. There's plenty of room on this bandwagon. No, Jackson. I'm a Vikings guy. Oh, what? God. That's odd. Okay, that's weird. Does the Vikings were... and the Seahawks kind of have like a weird mind meld thing? No, they don't. Though. No, they don't. I thought you were a Steelers guy. My dad's a Steelers guy. You're not. You're a I'm Pens a guy Penguins and guy. a Vikings guy. Yeah. Can you let that sink in for a moment? So you like Minnesota teams except for the Penguins? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that sounds Timberwolves. right. Timberwolves. Yeah. Okay. I like the Timberwolves. Okay. 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 I like the twins. I mostly just like Kirby Puckett. And, 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 and twins. And those twins. And twins. And those twins. (laughs) Oh, fuck. It's so good. You're a classic Loons fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I love the Loons. Total Loons guy. Absolutely. Who doesn't like the Loons? Now, boys, we're in a bit of a pickle here, so I think we got to do something unprecedented. Okay. 
this totally us... planned, unprecedented thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Just blow up my spot. Yeah, like it's that. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I want was, to further your embarrassment. It's trust fine. me, Jake, it wasn't going to be clear that this was planned in a minute here. Oh. Before you said that. Okay. Wait, hold on. Go ahead and do your thing, and then I'll weigh in later to tell everyone whether <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all planned. Dude, none of us picked this movie, so none of us are doing the plots enough. Yes! Yeah, we we're win. the fucking hook. Frankly, this is my favorite thing about Sp- Patreon. I almost said Spotify for some reason. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> So far, I don't yeah, know. we uh, we tricked Ty into doing the thirty second plot synopsis for us and paying us money for the privilege. Damn, hot damn! You're he's probably gonna do it better than us because he also has a podcast which you should check out. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, check out who the hell's is for. Got a lot of cool episodes, not just horror, but a lot of cool stuff. But Ty, thirty seconds are on the clock, and it's gonna start when you start. I'm a little worried it's gonna be rehearsed. We'll see. That's fine. We've never rehearsed anything on this podcast. I haven't, Mark. I haven't. It's just you. You're just We will rehearser. see. We will see. Let him talk. Let the okay. man speak. Let the okay. man speak. Okay. Jeffrey Combs is working with a horny scientist, Dr. Pretorius, who is studying how to make contact with another dimension. Pretorius dies, and Jeffrey Combs is put into an asylum where Barbara Crampton is trying to help treat schizophrenia. Jeffrey Combs has a, a large pineal gland, and they take him back to the house to go study it more. They go back with the arresting detective, turn the machine on, find Pretorius' German sex dungeon. Pretorius comes back as a mutated flesh pile, and the detective gets eaten by bees. Jeffrey Combs' pineal gland gl- grows out of his head, he starts eating brain, and Barbara Crampton goes back to blow up the resonator. Oh my gosh, did you hear the thing he did or didn't say about the thing that did or didn't happen? Yes, it was really good. He certainly summarized the movie. Uh, just kidding, we didn't fucking, I don't know what he said. Yeah, we're recording, I, we, we did a bad job, if you could believe it. We did a bad job planning this, and we're recording this episode before he got us his so, 30 second plots. Ty, I, I, I don't know how you did there. Uh, Let's assume great. Hopefully Let's it was good. Great. If what are the, not, what are the bullet points you. that we hoped he hit? Definitely uh, something about eels that are CG, but then turn to practical. Definitely something about Ken Forey. Definitely something about Crampton's outfit at one point, and yeah, then the BDSM. I mean, the BDSM room. You got to yeah, mention the BDSM. And then, room. And, and then, you mean just that? I think that's just called the living room. What? What is that? <laughs> and then just you know, so may- you mayhem. have to mention the pineal gland, right? That has to be in there. Uh, I think you have to more mark if you're gland. in this movie the pineal gland. Yeah, well, uh, so both are acceptable. I did I did a deep dive on it. I've only I ever mean, pronounced it pineal, but apparently pineal is also acceptable. It's it's it is literally based on a pine cone. Pine needle. Like it's named on a pine cone. Pine oh. needle. Okay. Because it's kind of pine cone shaped, so it is. I mean, pine is. Yeah. And maybe like bonus points if he says the third eye and does like the little like the 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 little thing that pops out of your forehead. Mark, if Ty went in the podcast, I will, I don't know, I'll do something for you, man. Okay. <laughs> like a big old hat to go. Bonus, bonus points if he sings the Third Eye Blind song. Oh, shit. Ty, man, we, you're, you're in retrospect, you probably failed. Of, in retrospect, you, you probably failed. You better have done failed. a lot yeah. in that. But Our expectations are sky <laughs> high, expectations are high. I hope you recorded like a 45-minute plot synopsis and then just like compressed it down into 30 seconds using just post-processing. So it's That's like, what I'm oh, <laughs> It's like a fucking debate tournament or something. Oh, exactly. Okay, we got to yeah. continue. All right. Boys, what in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Body. Oh, I don't know. Boom, got it. Mark, did you say, I don't know? Yeah. Because Jake said a real one, like, while you were making that dumb joke about doing it quickly. I like Mark's know. joke, though. I also don't know. See my beer choice. <laughs> but, this, I mean, this is body. a body. This is it's a, a body, body horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah. Mark, classic what? dude that doesn't know what body horror is. This is body horror. 
Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of transformative body happening here. Yeah, this is body horror. Uh, eels? Shit. <laughs> he's that, an that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he's an idiot. <laughs> That's from School though, of yeah, Rock. Is that all it is? Thank you, Jake. Oh, my God, he's an idiot. It might be all it is. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's classic because uh, I hadn't heard about it. I don't know. Jack, you're the cl- you're the classic barometer for what is and is not classic. Yep. For what I call classic, I am. Uh, it's smart it's, ass. Wow. it's certainly like of the reality is a construct. Times a flat wheel, <laughs> flat circle. You oh, it's a wheel. Jackass. It's a flat wheel. It's like you got a flat on your wheel of the passenger car through time. It's like that carriage in we, Bu- we Ballad had of a- Buster Scruggs. Okay. <laughs> We did have an argument about whether Reanimator was a classic or not. It is. I agree. I think it is. Well, it's H.P. Lovecraft's most well-known short story, so, I mean. That one's know. actually a or maybe a Jesus uh, Christ. But... Oh my God. I hate this so much. I can't deal with this. It's insufferable. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Can we, can we end can the award-winning segment? Because we are about to lose. I'll just beat myself throughout. <laughs> it's just every you're time talking you talk to me. You're talking to beat. me in the future. And me in the future doesn't usually drink when I edit these, so probably not. <laughs> Wait, really? Really. I do it Sunday nights at like midnight. And? You can drink coffee. I do that a lot. This is a funny one because like we have aliens and we have supernatural... And this isn't really either of those things. It's just extra dimensional beings. What do we classify hell cosmic. as? Cosmic. It's cosmic horror. Oh, cosmic. That's a good one. Sure. Cosmic. It's a Boom. cosmic horror body horror movie. Mark, I see you typing. Is cosmic horror actually on our list? It should uh, be. Yeah, Control F? Unquestionable. Cosmic slash Lovecraftian should just be Cosmic a thing. is not on our list. It Kay. is now. Yeah. Yep. 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 Should yep. be. There we go. We got the one that we, we found the case that we needed to add. Good. All right. All right. All right. Boys, what does the movie do right? I'm saying boys a lot tonight. It's okay. It's a classic transition, Jack. I'm yeah. saying classic a lot tonight. Practical effects. The... Dead air. Practical effects. Holy shit. There are so many, and they're so good. They are so entertaining. Holy shit. Many of them are very good. Many of them are very good, but in like the <laughs> mi- this is clearly a midnight movie sort of way, so like sometimes they don't always look good, but they're still good. Does yeah, that, they're schlocky. They're yeah. schlocky in all the right ways. Yes, exactly. All in the, right in the ways. way that is done best by the thing, where like that movie, you could point out individual things that don't look great about it, but then also like fuck you, it's the thing. It looks amazing. This is it's that exact, same thing. It's exactly like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's kind of like a poor man's thing in that regard. And but man, it it shows way more effects than the thing does. This has a shitload going on. I don't. Yeah, know. this is this is an effects just rail like, car. Going I don't know all if I've down. seen many movies that have a greater volume of practical effects weirdness than this. Holy shit! It is balls to the wall, and it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. What are our favorites? I mean, the final form. Of what? What is the villain of the piece? Define, right. <laughs> define final form because I'm not sure. There's a sequence okay, where there's okay. like seven different things happening at once. Yeah. So I guess what I'm talking about is the the half his original face, the rest of him pile of goo. His form. still semi-human form. Yeah. The one that you yeah, get yeah, on yeah. the poster. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, air quotes, good. I I love it, man. Sure. Yeah. With the thing poking out of his head when he's wiggling the other guy. I really I really like how Jeffrey Just Combs wiggling looks. him up and down. I really like how Jeffrey Combs looks when he's walking around after being like ingested, and then he's got his 
high needle gland sticking out in Jeff- the hospital. Jeffrey Combs is which character? Are you shitting the me? main guy is Cartwright, Carter, okay. whatever the fuck his name is. The st- Crawford. Why Herbert would you name West. a character Crawford? <laughs> it, is it, his name like Thurgood? It's Crawford. Crawford it, Tillinghast. Thad Turnipseed. It's it's interesting because that that is the character of the crazy evil scientist in the short story. Hmm. So they just like flipped him. <laughs> so then is Pretorius the good guy in the short story? There the, the the narrator of the short story has no name. Oh, okay. So maybe that did the short story happen after this movie? Ooh, think about it. Fan, Fan theory. theory. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh yeah, Jeffrey no, Com- Combs is Crawford Tilling S and I mean Okay. Anyway, his character v- visually, after he gets all fucked up, like when he's stumbling around in the hospital, that I don't know, that it made me feel icky, and I don't know why. There's something about his physical acting there matched with the practical effects, which are more subtle than what you see throughout the rest of the film by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, there's also just something- something- like What's wrong with me? It There's is also so just good. something weird. Like you know how that sensation you get when you take a finger, you you put your finger like way out here, and then you like move it slowly toward your forehead, like going to like the spot like right between your eyes, and that weird sensation you get right at like the peak of your forehead. Do you guys get that? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, your eyes kind of start to cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This this movie is really good at making that particular sensation just resonate throughout your entire skull for like an entire hour. Well, it features a resonator. Ooh, fan theory. (laughs) Nope, not that's just the plot. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, okay, I'm getting confused again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think though the the best looking effect for me, the one that actually actively looks the best, is the the worm monster in the basement with the half flooded floor, like the I one that swallows him and makes him all the one that looks up. like yeah. out of Beetlejuice. Out of Beetlejuice, did you say? Yeah, aren't there like sandworms in Beetlejuice? Am yeah, I they don't look right? like this. They're just outside, like running around in the sand. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know that's what the I went w- to. The- <laughs> The one that looks like Tremors. There's your fan theory. <laughs> yeah, this is this is in the same universe <laughs> as Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, and Beetlejuice in the same universe as Tremors. Yeah, it's all canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that one actually looks the best. It's not my favorite, but it looks the best. Do you want to know what my favorite is? Yeah, I do. Okay, super subtle in a movie full of like beat you over the head with practical effects. My favorite thing they did the whole time was when you first find. Pistorius and he Pistorius Pistorius whatever Pistorius Pistorius he shows back up from beyond and uh like uh Jeffrey Combs's character walks out and places his hand on his shoulder and just like putting the hand on the shoulder the indentations of the fingers into the shoulder blade or into like the clavicle yeah that shit that was I the knew. one where I was like oh no oh I yeah, don't like this at all I knew where you're going with that and that's because it impacted me too but what impacted me more was that was that that was like the exclamation point on it but what led up to it was how fucking hairy his, his hair <laughs> i don't think that was a patterns, practical effect Jake. his hair was just how hairy he is <laughs> no because they the the did they really like add goo to him and then put his hair pattern back on his his hair his shoulders are too hairy i hate it dude they just put goo through the hair He's supposed to be like a sex guy. He should be manscaping a little bit. <laughs> he's hey no some of the he's some impotent. Of the, some of those sex gods just like to be hairy, you know. He's impotent, but he should still get all sexy hey, and lubed up. He can still be a sex god if you're impotent. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's actively fucking way. someone in the movie. That'll come up later. I mean, he could have had a strap on. Could have. Come on, Jack. Wait. Could have. Could have. Have an open mind. Could have. He's a eunuch. <laughs> I don't think oh. that was established. 
I mean, they ca- he calls him a eunuch. And Jake, by the way, I wish I'd said it. I knew that's how you're going to introduce me. Yeah, I absolutely knew it. Well, I. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? You want me to just jump on the eunuch thing? The eunuch yes. train? Yes, and the eunuch <laughs> thing, Mark. Uh, yeah, this guy's basically Varus. Am I right? Hi, thank you. You should be prepared for shit like this. We've been doing it for too long for this sort of bullshit. So I also really, really like the story here. Okay. Um, I understand it's based on H.P. Lovecraft story, Kay. right? So, like, I really like the plot on just a base level, right? Which is starting from, I mean, Radio Lab did a whole thing on it, right? The science unrestrained by compassion, right? So talk about Fritz Haber at the beginning, right? He he fixes the 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 Haber Bosch method of just deriving nitrogen from the air to fertilize all the world's plants, wins the Nobel Prize. Then the war comes around, invents Boom. chlorine gas. Cyclone B. Yeah, exactly. It just fucks everyone. So, like, I really, it's a good place that it starts from. Right, a classic place, and then it builds on that too. It's got yeah, other that's kind of thing. Also. Is it's like it's nothing new. The dangers of science is kind of what we're talking about too, right? right because right, right. that's here, and that I mean, we were just talking about it earlier with the David Harbor thing. But Frankenstein is also a dangers of the science of science and not having compassion and not thinking about the repercussions of your actions. Uh, and I mean, that's that's a that's a Lovecraft, forever. That's a Lovecraft staple, right? Yes, it is. That is a yes. Lovecraft staple. Yes, and he's. And, and around for a minute. I love Lovecraft's concept here How? of there are things all around. These things are not, they're not, they didn't go to a different dimension. They didn't they're find just here. these alien beings. These are here. Yeah. This is, we're unaware of them and they're unaware of us without this thing. Until you breach worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until you can see it. And and the, the, the Lovecraft story upon which it's based starts with like, expanding human perception, right? So you can, the first thing they describe is you can see further into the color spectrum, ultraviolet and infrared light and stuff like that. And then it expands beyond that, obviously. But yep. so I, I love that. And I love the way they adapted that for a movie with a traditional three act structure. Like it's, it's really cool. Are you guys saying that love actually is all around? Love is all around, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we fill it in our fingers and in our toes. And so the feeling grows. Yeah, you're on your own on this one, my okay. guy. Okay, no, that's just. Me. <laughs> I was wondering if I was quiet if he would just continue. I figured he might. Yeah, I fucked that up. I would actually start reciting the entire movie of Love Actually. We we would just have a line by line reading of Love Actually within our own podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's never going to do happen. that to some I, slam poetry beat. Tra- <laughs> I truly despise that movie. But oh, I love that movie. Why? It is. Terrible! It's not that oh, bad. That's a oh tough my take. god! It's not that bad. You're oh a my god! There's a lot worse, dude. There is. A I, lot I don't worse. disagree with that. Yeah. Okay. But the other thing I like about the writing a lot, especially developing it and adding more characters, like for instance, a female character, is it's it's exploitative. So you, like, I, I was gonna I say, wanna, so I don't you wanna, can do the thing with Barbara Crampton, right? I don't want like, to dance around that. Her. It's that's pro- problematic and exploitative. She sure gets molested in like everything, doesn't she? She sure does. But what a trooper! They though. did actually add a self-actualized <laughs> female character who's interested in her own scientific pursuit, and that's cool for a movie that's exploitative. Well, also, they also they also put her in there. It's it's kind of an interesting arc, right? Like she is explicitly a sexual victim for the first bit, yes. and then becomes a dominatrix in the second bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird actually. It's very weird. Uh, it's one of those things that I'm definitely going to wait for gender studies people to tell me how to feel about it before I, I kind of weigh in. I kind of agree. Well, the what the thing that I will say is that Barbara Crampton does the Barbara Crampton thing and she is a strong role. This might this be movie. her best role. I don't know about she's that. She's very good in this. She's good. had some she's 
she's had some good recent roles too. Yeah, she has. Like, yeah, she, she has, has a very prolific career. Yeah, and the, it's Is just the interesting new to me. Movie is that what you're referencing? What I mean, Jake almost certainly hasn't seen the new Critters movie that I don't not. think is out yet. I have not. It's out this month. I've not. I'm actually <laughs> Mark. the The recent ones that I'm referring to are actually one that you hate, which is We Are Still Here, and then mm-hmm. Beyond the Gates. She, I think she's really good in both Beyond the Gates. She's really good. In any case, it's interesting to me to think about this and Reanimator coming out so close to each other, and there are similar exploitative things that happen in both movies. Yeah. Uh, which kind of doesn't make you feel very good. No, that's rough. That's at the rough. same time, like it is that that's the era, and that's kind of it her is the role. era. And for a movie that's exploitative as it is, which yeah, is, what I'm saying is that there doesn't have to be a female character that has an arc of her own, and this does have that. Sure, which is something. And let's, she's a very attractive. I woman. mean, look, I'm, I'm not complaining <laughs> about seeing her breasts. Well, that was weird because that's where she's getting like fingered by a weird the, demon. The finger extension. Why did he have was... to transform his hand? That's my question. Because it made it, it was creepy and fucking. Actually, oh, that's actually, I guess that's a good point. Right. It becomes like it. It's too sexual if yes. it's just a human hand, and then so now it's just that's how it changes into horror. Is if he. No, it would be just as horrifying either way. But weird looking. I don't know about just as horrifying. The finger extension it's was not just as. Hor- it's horrifying either way. Yes. It, that's honestly something the movie does right, though, because that is icky, and we're talking. There's a horror podcast. That is very. So I icky. don't like it, but it's horrific. Yeah, yeah, real horrific. Oof. I'm gonna change the subject because we need it. You do uh, it, Mark. You do <laughs> it, dude. Uh, I am normally very nitpicky about science in movies. This one really hit me in a good place, though, with just like the background science shit that's happening in like all of the sets. So aside from the hospital, where I just love seeing old timey like CT scanners and shit like that, and as nearly as I can tell, that was just a legit. They just shot in a hospital. I think that was a real CT scanner, and they just actually had a CRT fucking mounted inside of a cabinet to look at your X-ray. But sure. all of the other stuff that's like located back at the house that's just like tuning forks and stuff that are that's the resonator and like the just consoles and like Tesla coils and the fucking weird fuses that are in the basement and all just extension cords everywhere. I love that vibe in this it was movie. Great. I don't know what it did that specifically made me love it so much because normally I hate that shit, but this movie is awesome. Well, well, so it's interesting. I read an interview with the director where he was saying he really tried, like he paid a lot of medical professionals and a lot of shit to to try and get the medical stuff just right. And I did notice in the credits they have both a chief hospital consultant and a chief pineal gland consultant. Yeah. (laughs) Then he he, he then immediately ruined that by saying, just like I did for Reanimator. And I was like, well, (laughs) okay, hold on. <laughs> but you know was... what? Maybe maybe that's the difference here. This the the thing that this movie didn't do that I didn't immediately just discount it for. There were no vials full of like glowing green bubbling liquid, <laughs> which goes along with the trying to be more scientifically accurate but, thing. Uh, Less campy. There are, Not that this movie isn't. Both campy. movies are like you throw this on at midnight and it is a fastball. Very campy. Like yeah, I see also 125 minutes. No, no. 85 minutes. Thank you. The opposite. Perfect time. Did you know 125 is the opposite of 85? I, I did not. I have heard that before. I did not yes. know that's how math worked. <laughs> yeah, it's how math works. Time's a flat circle. I was no. a math major for about a month and a half, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> and then you changed majors. Why? You were doing uh, so well. Yeah. I didn't change majors. I just, I mean, I dropped one of my two majors. You got threatened to get kicked out, didn't you? 
that might have been on academic probation. Yeah. Time, time's a flat tire, Jack. Look. Hey, a, a month, <laughs> a month and a half is less than a semester in length. So how'd that work? That's the whole thing. I don't really want to get into right now. Okay. Well, you brought it up, so I'm, I'm just I'm just asking Jake questions. brought it up. Asshole. I know how things went down. College <laughs> happens. Alcohol exists. All of a sudden. No. No. I thought I thought Jack invented alcohol as part of his biochemistry degree. Wow. That's true. He'd be a very rich man. That's what I'm like. That's what I'd like history to recall. <laughs> you just uh, walk around campus like being like, hey, guys, drink recall. this. <laughs> Can I talk about Ken Forey again? Please do. I like him in this movie. Good as talk. mostly the straight man. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I think he adds to what you have going on with Combs and with Crampton very well. And he gets it in such an entertaining way. Yeah. It is so outrageous. Eaten by bees? Killer bees for a for a character they made up. They gave him an obscene name, an absurd name. Bubba oh, Brownlee. Yeah, that's probably. Uh, yeah, that's not great. Think about that, dude. Why did they? Why are you asking why? Uh, yeah, I know why. He was an ex NFL player, Jack. <laughs> was that supposed to be an authentic Cleveland Browns jersey that he was wearing? Hell no, that thing was red. Then what? Okay, cool. Browns was orange. It wasn't red. It was Cleveland Browns orange. No, it wasn't. It was like their stripey no, pattern. So. It, no, it wasn't. Okay. I think you got your TV tuned wrong. Mm, doubtful. Uh, I wasn't yeah. talking to it you necessarily. More, I don't know what color it was supposed to be or was. It looks more like a so. Georgia uni than a Browns uni to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, your TV is fucked up. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Maybe your TV's I'm fucked up. up. I'm looking no. it up. I'm looking it up. You guys talk amongst the yourselves. The only TV I can vouch for no. is mine, and I don't know what color it was supposed I to be. I am so. going down this rabbit hole. You talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Hey, discuss. Hey, there are islands there. <laughs> I had to live there for a preposterous amount of time. Talk amongst yourselves. Her Sweet legs were like butter. Two sticks of butter? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know the number one way to get us to stop talking is to tell us to talk amongst ourselves? Yeah, no. But, the but one look. time, the one time we won't automatically default to talking about episodes of Mystic Knights of Tiernanog is when you tell us to talk about Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. Yeah, I, now I'm not even interested in it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do agree that 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 character name aside, right? I just gotta I just gotta move past the name. Is is good throughout most of the movie. He's a weirdly written character, and at the beginning, he's kind of like a bumbling idiot, and then he becomes pretty competent pretty quickly, and he just the tackles, actual straight man. He tackles Jeffrey Combs down a flight of stairs. That's, I yeah. mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. So Jake's showing me a picture, and I'm seeing like a, just an authentic fire truck red on that jersey. Uh, Well, now I got to do a deep dive. You two talk amongst yourselves. I got to rebut. Mystic Knights. <laughs> Tier. Tier. No, no. No. Jake, have you seen a single episode of the Mystic Knights of Tyrion? Hell no. Dude. I mean, I know you have. I've made you watch several, but like in any I kind was of... very drunk, apparently. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I don't remember any of that shit. I mean, can you imagine how drunk you'd have to be, be to agree to watch an episode of the Mystic Knights? Probably not that drunk. I don't know. Pretty fucking drunk. You gotta dude. catch me at the happy drunk when I'm into whatever. Yeah, it's, I got. Yeah, it's a razor's yeah. edge, though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a razor's a edge game to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have anything else the movie does right? I have an update. I googled. Uh, Bubba Brownlee, and I can't find anything. So I'm just going to jump in here because I feel like you were asking both Jack and I and not just Jack. That's good because I just inhaled sharply in response. So. Yeah, I feel like you were just going to transition into does middle. I And this is actually why I'm bringing this up here. Um, I like the eels, but I also recognize that they're horrible looking. They're of the era, right? But yeah, they're yeah, good yeah. However, of the era. 
Okay, so this is also transitioning me into middle. I did put this in middle because they look bad. But they look really bad. I love that you have to take them as a whole, though, because I I love, 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 cannot express it enough. The transition from how bad they look as EG to when they're practical, when they latch themselves to someone. And it's like, wham! It's so <laughs> endearing. I don't know. It's so good. And they, the concept of mm. the, like, so these extra-dimensional beings are swimming around us all the time that we just don't see them. If you're, like, afraid of, if you're ophidiophobic or whatever the word would be for eels specifically, and not just snakes, like, just the concept of those things slithering past your being in another dimension is, like, those things are just there, right? There are just jellyfish and carnivorous eels flying this is, past your body at all times. So, I don't know why this is striking this chord in my brain, but what he's talking about, I had a similar experience video game corner for a second when playing uh, Bloodborne, and you go, there's a sequence in that. This is spoilers. Who gives a fuck? They're like these. Game's really old. These are they're like these Cthulhu style monsters. That they're called they're called amygdalas. There are amygdalas in this game. This is gonna this isn't gonna be like a brain bit. bit. This isn't gonna yeah, be fun. It's for a me. thing. It's not gonna be fun for me. I'm trying to make a point. It's not gonna be fun for me. Amygdalas exist in this game. Anyway, there's you have the worst possible audience for trying to do a video I know, game. Bit. I know. An there's idiot and a guy who knows he, everything. If he could about just it. let me do my thing, it'd be fun. <laughs> there are sequences of this game where they become visible and ostensibly like they're there, but you can see them sometimes and you can't others. And they're just like these gigantic units and they're hanging out and they look very arachnid, arachnid like. And I don't like that because it made me think <laughs> about how if that were the case in everyday life, I would just cease to exist. Yeah, you can and only see that. them if your terror meter is high. Yeah, well, yeah, like exactly. Camera with the is Bloodborne Dark Souls? Yeah. Yes, it is. But, but it's, it's Dark much more Souls like meets shit. meets Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's the it's the it's the okay. Lovecraft Dark Souls. It's fucking awesome. Is it's what it is. so good. It looks fun. Yeah, you should play it. I want to. Can I borrow your PlayStation? Yeah, I never touch it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's not gonna happen, uh, listener. If you're getting excited right now, I'm just gonna tell you right now that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Why? I stay up late and play video games. We live like five blocks from each other. What are you talking about? Okay, cool. Well, then I'm just saying don't hold your breath. Let's, uh, you know, prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah fuck know. that. That's a weird thing. That, that's a weird take. I don't like that take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's what I wanted to bring up and what the movie does in the middle. I assume we're kind of there. Yes. The The overall production of this thing, I think they did such a good job to work with what he had. I don't know. I mean, what I he assume, had. Yes. Like five mil? Uh, like two and a half mil. No, because so what he says no. this would have cost twelve. <laughs> exactly. He says this would have cost twelve mil to make in America. I think is the number he used. Okay, but he flew the whole thing to Italy. Okay, bought a full fully made production set. Sure. off like a bankruptcy auction from a different movie and converted it over. Sure. and made the thing in Italy. This is not. Oh. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go to the Philippines or something. There, this is normal. I'm just going to shoehorn this in a little bit because this is what the movie does right, and we never really talk about this. I do feel like the, the setting of the house is very well realized. I Is it? Jack, you talk about this all the time in nautical horror where you don't understand how anything is like associated with each other. In this uh, house, I feel like I could draw you the entire floor plan. Yeah, within it's, the house. It's, it does feel like it's an actual house. Contiguous. Within the house. Yeah. I thought yeah. you meant like the house, which is like some woman who doesn't need to be in this movie. It's like... Uh, it's it's like, like a gothic mansion next to a suburban Wisconsin. Yeah, that that setting <laughs> does not make sense. Well, I mean, it's like the castle on Warm Springs, right? 
Uh, I mean, that castle is apocryphally designed to piss off his ex-wife. See? I told you. I fucking told you. I told you, dude. So uh, what I'm saying, though, is like those weird fucking houses exist every once in a while. I mean, look, they're there. Yeah. They're there. And he was unable to sell it for 10 years. (laughs) But back to the thing we were talking about. Yeah, but the inside of the house does work very, very well. Yes. I, I totally agree. All the way from soup to nuts, right, Jake? You agree with your own point. I believe it's I believe it's called uh uh uh, uh cheek to cheek jowl. Cheek to jowl. Fuck. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. My brain's melting. Well. Why did you help him out? I was watching him I was like watching him glitch out. <laughs> having a He's like lagging, here. his arm just like randomly just seizures into another position. That was happening. His shoulder was actually twitching as he was saying, <laughs> uh 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 this is not so much a point, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love it when you say things that aren't points. <laughs> so does the listener. I'm sure, I'm sure the listener likes Better it. Than Revenge is the best Taylor Swift song, and it's not close. Come at me. <laughs> I don't get why Hellraiser is the more popular movie than this one. I, like, that's, this is what I'm saying. I don't know how I didn't know about this movie. This is a lot more fun than Hellraiser. It's so much more fun. Yeah. It's got better practical effects and more of them. And uh, Hellraiser's the practical Hellraiser effects are is trying good. to do better. I think we have a recency bias. Hellraiser's practical effects are pretty good. It's just a different movie, and I think that this one is more of an extravaganza. It's more fun. It's more fun. That's what I'm leaning on. And it has Ken Forey, dude. He gets I just could. I just. I just couldn't get back the, past the parallels with Hellraiser being the the juggernaut that it is. And this never getting its shrift. What year was both Hellraiser? are basically just about like extra dimensional 89? pleasure. Things. Was it? I think what Hellraiser year was eighty nine. People are yelling uh, into their headsets right now. Sure, I think it was the year we were born. Eighty eight. Whoa, dude! Don't lump me in with you assholes. <laughs> oh yeah, 87. you're a nineties kid. I'm not a nineties kid. Whoa! Oh my god! Oh, uh, what year were you born? Eighty nine. Oh shit! Okay. Jesus Christ! Jack. Don't. Lo- oh yeah, you were born six months after. <laughs> yeah. Fucking baby town frolics. God, what does the movie do wrong? Nothing, as you can Good tell talk. by the dead air. I it's was taking a drink of beer, dude. Also, nothing though. I, I'm struggling to think of things this movie Wait, really seriously? does wrong. I, I mean, seriously, problematic '80s stuff aside, it's uh the ADR. I honestly didn't notice. Uh, the ADR is not bad. I, I thought it was horrible. No, no, no really there are good. multiple. Scenes. I genuinely didn't. Okay, notice. you guys. Okay, there were multiple points where the things that were happening did not match. How did you watch reality? This? Uh, I rented it on Amazon. Me okay, me too. I, they they were a straight up not match. There were points where people weren't like their mouths were closed, and there was. I'll noise. say I'll say Doctor Block. I felt like had a few of those moments, but she's such a minor character that I didn't really care. It happened multiple times. This, I mean, look, you know me. Uh, this is the one thing that I usually circle in red ink on my notes when when it happens, and particularly with older stuff, it's really fucking hard to watch the older stuff because the audio is so bad. I didn't really notice it in this one. That's interesting. I think you're just having too much fun because it was noticeable to me. Yeah, it, it was there. I, I mean, it's not. It shouldn't shock you to yeah. think it that it could fit. be there because holy shit, it was there. But it doesn't. It didn't. I think if it would have been egregious, in a like way, what you're saying, if it the mouth was. is closed, I don't know. It wasn't. Maybe great. you're on some kind of delay on your TV there. Are you on Boise's new fiber optic program? No, I, that's actually a really interesting point. Yeah. Uh, because I am listening through my Sonos sound system. I don't know. Newly set up Sonos sound system. Oh, were we sponsored by Sonos now? Hey, Sonos, get at us. Let's talk about Sonos. Uh, it might delay your audio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Sonos. I have 
are we done talking? You, you can't just make a point and then start drinking a beer in the middle of your point. I believe that after I made a joke that was complete, my point is therefore over. The other thing that happens is sometimes when we stop talking, I can cut that out as long as it's not referenced later on. I felt like I also stopped talking at a very natural place <laughs> where I made my point and then I joked about it and then I stopped and took a drink and then Mark had to come at my ass about it. Well, hard. That's a look, supple ass. It's a hard like, ass. That's supple. Ah, that's definitely not supple. No, I don't have an ass. <laughs> he's got a he's got like a Hank Hill thing going on back there. Yeah. Hey, he's just got a two by eight down the back of his pants. Hey, hey, the 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 third eye effect. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. The little goofy raisin thing swimming out of your forehead. I get what they were going for. You shut your mouth, Mark. I do, I love. Look, I love the rest of the practical effects in this movie. That thing is doofy as all get out, and I, it's I awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with Mark. It's, it's not... around like a raisin. So this, so it happens on multiple characters, obviously. Yes. But that was part of the Jeffrey Combs thing that I put in definitively what the movie does right. You can't separate the two. You can't do when it. It's, when, it's, when it's like inside of his forehead, yes, and maybe like poking its head out just a little like a, like a, like a compasaurus. You, don't, you but... don't like it when it has its full little sperm tail connection? When yeah, when it's fully out and just like poking its head around in the wild. It it doesn't it doesn't look great. It's like very clearly puppetry, and I don't. It's you not disrespecting puppetry now. You and I are on different wavelengths, sir. I'm sorry. You're disrespecting sorry the pu- if it's puppetry, then hey, kudos for the effort. Also, oh yeah, they look. They get kudos for the effort. What You're I'm putting saying this in is wrong. Put it in middle. Okay, fine, cool. Upgraded to middle. Whatever. Thank you. That's great. all. I wa- that's all I wanted. Hey, something we're not going to upgrade to middle. The visual effects they used to illustrate him seeing through his third eye. Holy shit. Bad. Holy shit. I think it's just negative, but it's like not normal negative. It's like a. I will give kudos to the one sequence where it was like he enters the room. Combs' character enters the room and I have no idea what I'm supposed to be looking for or seeing, but they they got me to focus in on the pink thing. And that's where he went. So, hey, at least you did something right. Is that the brain? Is it a brain? Is that what you're talking about? No, it was like a vat. I don't fucking remember. It was like a vat that was pink. I mean, they they, they pretty clearly took the, like, aha, take on me effect a few years before that video came out. And then colorized it very poorly. (laughs) Take me on. Don't stop him. I want him to get the high note. You just did. You'll realize. Fuck. I was telling you not to stop him. Mark, get the high note. Nah, he already stopped me. Yes. Fuck. Jake. Oh fuck you! you. Really fucked no, that up. that's not me. Oh, <laughs> the record will show. Um, maybe this is does wrong. The opening credits are—I mean, three, four minutes long. It's ridiculous. <laughs> With psychedelic I, maggots, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> I've grown numb to the opening credits. I—I I actually kind of loved it. It's oh, in I was actually insane. fine with it because I knew it was going on. I got the vibe, and then I went and got some beer. Yeah. yeah, it's like the, that's how they like flash the lights old, in olden times. You could have you know? gotten like, hey, a beer. Get back to your seat. Drank consumed it, it. Got another beer. And gotten a second beer. Well, I went and got a beer. It worked. I mean, three or four if you're trying hard. Hey, I speaking wasn't. of consuming a beer every like three minutes, how are your seven beers doing? Quick update uh, for the listeners. He appears to be through four of them. Four of them. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Curiously, oh, you drank one movie beer, the honey one. Yeah, the honey one. I wanted to put the... Look, the the other one said refrigerate, so I wanted to get them on the cold thing, so I've got them refrigerated. You're drinking the low ABV ones. Respect. 
Well, I don't like that. I just wanted to get the cold ones on cold. It's fine, dude. It's fine. I'm just saying. Fuck I, you. Now I'm going to get to him. <laughs> I don't understand what he's doing at the it, what the what Jeffrey Combs' character is doing at the end of this movie where he's sucking on people's eyeballs. I love I it. I think, I think, run with me on this, the implication is that run he's eating you. their brains as though he were a zombie type character. But also, there's no brains anywhere. And why would you suck brains out through an eye socket? He's just uh, trying to get to their minds. Uh, their minds and eyes via their eyes. Wouldn't just, it make like a billion more sense to have him go after their pineal gland? Like to dig into units. their pineal gland? How are you going to get to their pineal glands through if not eyes. through the eyes? Yeah. Easily. No. How? You still have to go through the skull. No, you Thanks. don't. The eyes are in open. Right there. Wound right to the skull. That's so what, uh, you're saying called? he sucks their eyes out of their heads. A lobotomy. And then the then sucks the pineal gland, the pineal gland. He lobotomizes of, he their pine needle gland. Clearly has sucking. a prehensile thing that comes out of his more mouth orifice to get to the pineal gland. The prehensile thing is just a tongue. We all kind of have that. But it's like an extra tongue. But it's like a yeah, it's like a whole squiggly tongue. So He's wouldn't it be like, like way more creepy if like his eye raisin, the the middle of his forehead thing, was the one the thing doing that? Yeah, but that'd be a lot harder to do, also, Mark. Well, no, there really wouldn't. It's like a it's like a piece of rubber. You just stick it into a prop and tie it there. Oh my God! Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about what the movie does wrong is sometimes the action is very weirdly choreographed. Like the the one that I think most exemplifies it is when Bubba is fighting the worm that's eating. The, the protagonist, right? He's like grabbed the outside of the whole situation yeah. and he swings back and forth for a couple of times and then all of a sudden is thrown backwards based on absolutely and he, nothing. And there's a scene of him like where they clearly were like, action! And he just jumps backwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't good. And there's a lot of stuff like that in there where it's just like, there's a struggle and yeah. what do we do? Uh, and then something happens! Yeah. It's, so I don't think the action is very good. To explain this a different way, I think this movie, more than any other movie we have ever watched, would benefit from a yakety sax insertion like halfway through. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Scary Movie 5 is that's, presently that's a different thing. That, my vote for the best use count. of yakety sax. That does not count. I mean, like if you were to just cut a seriously made movie with yakety sax, the most synergistic effect would be from the action scenes of this movie. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Weird take, but I'll I'll agree. That's all I have. It does wrong. Nitpick station, baby. That means stop. Because <laughs> it's one short blast. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You're I welcome. don't think psychiatrists are trained to interpret brain scans. I am not. I mean, she could be like a neuropsychologist. She is a very good psychiatrist, then, I guess. She could be a neuropsychiatrist. For as young as she is, she's a very, it's a neat pick. She she's is a very, yeah, she's a, she's a regular Doogie Hauser. Hey, while we're talking about the medical science in this movie, uh, are we all just like, Get a blow by the fact that Doctor Block is just like I don't like you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna prescribe you some electroshock therapy. And everyone's just like, cool, yeah, we're doing that. There's a lot with the electroshock therapy, <laughs> right? And also this hospital, which shouldn't be the orders in most hospitals, right? The overriding order, according to Doctor Block, is use your main orders or do whatever I say. Any other concerns you have, let those guys go by the wayside. I love it. Fucking lobotomize this person with electricity, because I said so. 
Yeah. I uh, mean, also not, kind of a nitpick that's related to the hospital, like smoking in hospitals, kind of shitty. Nitpick. This is the 80s, Jake. I know. Yeah, but that's a real thing. You actually could smoke in hospitals. I know, but don't care for it, therefore nitpick. Yeah, it's rough. I've also I've brought this up before, but my law school, right? I was I was taking an Oh, taking yeah. practice law school tests one time. I was taking a practice law school test from 1997, and the instructions on the test were, for the first year, we now have smoking limitations. If you need to have a cigarette, you have to go outside. <laughs> Can you imagine? In 1996, you'd just be sitting next. If I was fucking taking a law school test next to some dickhead who just, like, lit up, Jesus. Think about that. I mean, that. I feel like at that point, though, you would be the one with the cigar, though. What do you think You'd that was like? I have a question. What do you think that was like an undergrad? Would that be allowed? Think about having a, a, oh a the university God. you and I went to, Jack. There were certain <laughs> classes where our finals or tests had to be 500 taken people. in the basketball arena. Yeah. Think about what that would be like with smokers. <laughs> Holy shit. Just a, an arena full of smoke. What well, about the athlete afterwards who has to try to play there? Man, the eighties were a weird. Fuck time. that, dude. What if what if the athlete's the one smoking? There's Muggsy Bogues is just out on the court smoking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, you I didn't... guess I should put in uh, Muggsy Bogues was never a smoker. Thank but you. I, I'm just saying, like, wouldn't that? I'm sure there was a time where just collegiate athletes were out there smoking dude, cigs on the on the side. Muggsy sideline. Bogues could fucking dunk. Yeah, Muggsy dude, Bogues was a fucking dude champion. Dude was 5'3", he could dunk, and he played for 15 seasons in the NBA. That guy is a fucking champion. <laughs> Get the... F- no one come at me about Muggsy Bogues. I will slay you. Uh, while we're on the science train, this movie says the word magnetism a lot in magnetic fields, but is just has no respect for what a magnetic field actually is or would do. Okay, like- but, but... I mean, yes, you are objectively correct, but if you're going to use a blank field in your movie, I'm going to prefer you use magnetism over basically any other vocab word there. Oh, absolutely. Because it's way more fucking confusing to deal with magnetism than anything else. Oh, absolutely. But then they also show that, like, sometimes screws just bounce around, but necklaces get attracted. Sometimes, like, it's it's, it's insane what is magnetic and non-magnetic in this movie. Like, how do they work? (laughs) It's fucking magic, man. (laughs) My son looking like me. I I uh, I really like that Bubba gives one dumpling to both Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton, and then takes three dumplings for himself when he makes dinner. It's just a nice little. What there's a lot those? of like really kind of what funny attention to detail things. What were they? Dumplings. It looked like a pot of 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 uh, shepherd's pie lumps. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it looked not... like a biscuit. I assumed it no, was no. Like just a dumpling. This is a, this is a so this is a. Standard country dinner. My grandma makes this all the fucking time. It's a stew, right? You get a giant pot, okay. stew, beef, and all the potatoes, and then you make carrots, the all the on shit. Top. Are, the, right? are they biscuits or dumplings? They, they, they are made with biscuit dough, okay. but the fact that they're so gooey and not baked makes them dumplings. They're over the top of the pan, and they rise in there. Huh. Over the top of the pot. I am not familiar See? with this. See also chicken paprikash. That's not what they were making, but it's kind of like a similar thing. Where I had like questions. I had a nitpick about that. This, I was this like, is what a classic is this? meal. Classic okay. meal. Cool. Yeah, I yeah, learned yeah. something today. I want this meal. It it's looked hearty. Fucking delicious. It looked like a hungry man meal. Yeah, it's great. One befitting of an NFL player <laughs> who played for the Browns. Um, they in this movie talk about shock therapy being like a lot more drastic than surgery. Uh, right. And when Barbara Crampton's like, they're thinking about employing shock therapy or even surgery. And I would say that shock therapy is a lot more drastic 
Um, well, I think you got to ask the question of what surgery. What surgery? If, if you're if you're yeah. performing surgery to accomplish the same effect of shock therapy, then it probably is more drastic. That's probably me, sure. That sounds like you're okay. removing parts of the brain. <laughs> yeah, Some probably. Deep brain surgery shit happening in the '80s, almost certainly, right? Like a gray matter biopsy. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna. It's just a frontal lobectomy. Don't worry about it. We're gonna dig around in there. <laughs> just gonna jam it in. Count from <laughs> one to ten. We'll stop when you hit goat. Uh, hey boys, it sure is lucky that that bondage gear fit Barbara Crampton perfectly. It's like a one size fits all type of scenario. I think you know I you mean, go to one of those isn't. sex shops and it's like they have like basically one size. You know, I, I'm look. I'm very happy. I mean, that it leather fit is classically well elastic, Jack. <laughs> yeah, they have that property with leather. Look, well, look. It's, yeah, it's like pleather. Leather, uh, you know? Either way, Mark, this uh, is probably leather. I want to be a substantial clear amount of latex in that leather. If you know what I'm saying, am I right, folks? Air five. <laughs> I, I want to be clear here. I'm pleased with how well the bondage gear fit Barbara Crampton. Just surprised. You're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we get uh, yeah. It. I just think it's very, very fortuitous for everyone involved. It's kismet. <laughs> it is very kismet. I should have gotten kismet. That could have Jake, been do you have any nitpicks? You haven't said anything. Uh, I no, I have, but they've been like interjections on something. I have neat picks now. Okay, do you want a neat pick? We'll say something. Oh, I Jim. have a neat pick. I really dig the chalk line that the chalk outline that has no See, head. And then you ask me, then you're just goes, gonna let him jump in like that? Well, that's frankly on you. I mean, kind of. Yeah, otherwise it'd be crosstalk. <laughs> you know, we Col- never crosstalk. <laughs> See. Chick's making a face at me every time you both. <laughs> I've gotten to the part where I'm drunk and sassy. <laughs> every Mark, literally every time Jake tries to say I something, give up. you've started talking. I give up. It's I like me. Up. It's like me trying to do the for one and for ten. I have nothing left. Mark, what else you got, buddy? Mick Michaels sucks at making eggs. That's Barbara Crampton's character. Yeah, she's terrible. Her the scene where she like cracks the egg open and then drops it, the broken yolk from like a foot <laughs> above the fucking frying pan. And I get why they want to <laughs> do it, right? They're there. they're showing you the like gooey ickiness of it to that's, to, that's to not why she's show there. Is that you why they're doing it. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, what is. else? What other reason could you possibly imagine for that instruction from the director? I don't know. I found it preposterous. Or do you think that's just how Barbara Crampton cooks eggs in her day to day I have a secret recipe, guys. The trick is to break the yolk. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody likes their eggs. My last nitpick is kind of a major nitpick. It's just like a very, very convenient writing mechanism for a movie that talks about science as much as this does. The end of the movie is only possible because... All of a sudden, the electricity like arcs further than it ever has before, and things get reconnected through unexplained ways. There's substantial voltage. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You need a also lot of voltage. Reconnection through, I'm guessing, magnetism is the best they can do. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, by the way, also you can't just have voltage at that point. You also need amperage. So if you have both amperage and voltage, then you, you know. That that's why that's why lightning lasts for one second, right? Like there's a shitload of voltage and then not a lot of amperage. Right. Um, that's why you get a big arc, but it's not you can't get anything. Sustained kind of arcs require so much fucking yeah. energy. Yeah. So so that's my nitpick. Jake is giving me double ram horns. They're oh, I think that's a penalty now in the Big Ten. Their horns oh, down. Horns down. That's definitely a penalty. Big what are you 12. trying to say, buddy? Big twelve, Mark. They just have ten teams. Okay, what well, are you trying to say, buddy? I don't know. I'm just doing them. Why? Uh, where uh-huh. did Barbara Crampton get explosives from? What? 
She just has access to four sticks of dynamite? She's a brilliant scientist, Mark. She's a psychiatrist who understands how to interpret brain scans. Mark, she has an explosive mind and an explosive body. (laughs) And explosives. She also just has explosives. I'm isolating isolating Jake's audio for the tagline to the documentary about my life. (laughs) So... (laughs) The track story. An explosive <laughs> mind and an explosive body. Hell yeah. There you go. Hell yeah, dude. Another colon. That it just won't quit. <laughs> it's also true. I won't quit. Oh, God. Uh, I hope your biography has two colons. Yeah, yeah, multiple colons. Essential. Just like my life, it will. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Cool. I got one that, I'm, that I would like to go out on, which is that... There is uh, the most phenomenally bad, like, shit talking in this. We haven't even brought this up yet. It's supposed to be like an action hero hero one-liner thing where Combs says, you don't know how to make love. And the response from Pretorius is, maybe you could teach me. And then they, like, attack each other. It's so good. I love it so much. There's that's some, the, I'm, that's I'm, the intimidating line that Pretorius has. Look, I have more to say, but Mark said we have to go out on that, so I think we just have to now go to ratings. Fuck you, Mark. I'm sorry. I just like to, whatever. I got to eat dinner. Horns down, dude. That's a penalty flag. That's so stupid. We overrated the horror. Use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. Yeah. For one, think of how Schultzy would rate how much he sees and knows. I see nothing. I know nothing. And for ten, think of how you'd rate the level of sexist dick that Al Bundy is. You made fun of my weight. You called me a giant seal. Well, let's see. I had four elephants. I had a <laughs> rhino who wanted some flip flops. Had a manatee. Nah, nah, don't remember any seals. Can you jog my memory? You know what jog is. That's what you do when the ice cream truck is pulling out. Stories, the first category to rate these movies, and and uh, we're in another bind here, boys, because ordinarily the person who picked the movie has to go for story. Luckily, it's cool enough in here that I'm prepared to handle this. Jake, you're picking story first. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I gave it a redirect. Six. I gave it a six and height. Okay. Uh, this, this story hit me in the right way in a lot of ways but overall it's not something that is remotely new it's not novel like we've seen this before we talked about it we talked about it the dangers of science and what that can bring yeah, that basis at it. its most at its most core that's what this is and then you can layer on to that what it does that is unique and yeah. i think that that's respectable but i can't push it way past middling so it's above middle, but it's not a whole lot. Look, I gave it an eight. It's a high score, Jack. It's a very wow, high score. Okay. I really like the underlying story here of the H.P. Lovecraft thing. I think that it's super interesting. You're just trying to prove how literate you are again. Always. I, I just I think it's super interesting to have something that's yeah. always the fuck around you, right? This isn't interdimensional. This is, this is always here, and something just awakens you to it. And then they also took an eight-page story. And made it into a feature-length film, I think, very, very well. Well, writing new characters that I think served the story really well. And also, we didn't talk about this, but I think it's really tight 
for an entire movie. So tight. It is so tight for you, but it's it's, it's really tight tight in terms of they don't try to do too much. They don't try to introduce too many new characters. It's just enough. So when we talk about, yeah, but you just adapted a story that existed. I do like that. There's not too many characters. They added a lot to it without going too far. Yeah. I think that's. Like the most expendable and unnecessary is 4E. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But. Come on. But he adds so much to it. That's yeah, the thing. Absolutely. The, the piece that is expendable should be the one that adds the most flavor, because if they're expendable, that's what they're there for. Correct. Right? Precisely. Yeah. So this is an eight for me. I think this is a really laudable it, for what it, they did in the it story. It feels right? high, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Mark. I gave it a six, which I guess means I'm the lowest. I do not have too much else to add. This is the perfect, like unique, but still kind of exactly as schlocky as you want it to be type of storyline they use tuning forks to resonate with your pineal gland to teleport you to a realm of pleasure. I, whatever. That sounds ah, awesome. Ah, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. World building and immersion is the second category, Jake. Because of what he just said and then the midnight aspect, this is either going to hit you really nicely or really not nicely, right? Yeah. Eight. Yeah, buddy. I, it's hard not to be immersed You're in this all movie. over the map. It's hard not to be immersed in this movie for me uh, because that is an outrageous... It is just, it, the way this movie unfolds is outrageous. Okay, that's going to be polarizing, and I don't want to like do too much of a double dip for what effects will be, but it's hard not to say that the effects help me become more immersed in this film because there is a whole lot to look at here. Yes, there is a whole lot. There's a lot to look at. High yeah. for me. Yeah, look, it's it's a seven for me. I think I'm penalizing it a little bit more on the uh, immersion part of it just because of the parts at the beginning and then with the 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 like midwestern neighbor woman what about the contained world of the house the contained world is fantastic i'm joking things beyond that are a little bit worse mark i i mean i kind of did like the contained world of the house but i also fully punted on this category i gave it a five and a half Mm. this is where i think this movie sort of resides we flip it oh no you can't you can't immerse yourself fully into this thing just because of how campy it is. That's the vibe it's going for. They're sure doing it intentionally. Can. Sure, you can. You can, but you're aware of the fact you're never you're never like fully submerged. You're never you never don't think you're like this couldn't be a documentary, right? Mark, That's what, what, I'm what after. did you give? What did you give Reanimator? I'm just I. Great question. Thanks for popping that quiz Back for me. Toter. I'm just gonna scroll real quick <laughs> because like I think that this movie is similar to Reanimator, but does a better job of it in, in the immersion so do we, parts do we of that li- I have some bad news for you, Jack. Uh, that was before we were all providing ratings. I did not actually rate Reanimator. Was it that old? Holy no, shit. No, that's a podcast episode, I think. It is. No, it is not. What? It has to be. That was a March 3rd, 2016 joint. We didn't start until, like, May. Motherfucker. July. Holy shit. July 2016. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this for a while. So, I mean, so is this your favorite Stuart Gordon movie? I like this a lot better than Reanimator, yeah. A lot better? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I don't. I like this okay. better than Reanimator by a wide margin, but I would wow. probably give them roughly the same immersion scores. Okay, I'm they, the, they feel the same to me. I'm going to be the Reanimator guy, I think. Jake, okay. Scare Factor. Uh, What did I give it? I got to look it up because I actually give scores. I gave it a three. You should know your. If you if you truly I write gave them it a down. score, you Shut should up, know Jack. what it is you, in you your could, heart. Yeah, you could say it and then not know it at the end. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I gave it a three. It's written down. The gospels will tell. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of icky gooey shit here, and I guess it's a little bit unnerving to think that there's this 
there are all these things around you that you just are unaware of unless you open your third eye, but uh, not a whole lot here, guys. I give it a five for Scare Factor. That's high, but I expected it of you. It's Look, this movie has legitimately disturbing body horror stuff going on. And I think that impacted me higher than it did In a schlocky, campy, midnighty way. But there's also stuff going into eyes, like not just him glomming onto someone's head. His there's at one point a, a, a <laughs> appendage going into His clavicle eyes. melts, I gave it a seven. The dude it, fights with the beyond, and he loses all of his hair. That's scary. You know, that's like, what, what happens. If you like lose all your hair for the rest of your life. Mark, don't fight with the beyond. Dude. I was also pretty troubled by his like chest wounds about two thirds of the way through the movie before he's totally transformed. When the the main villain is 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 monologuing about how he's becoming mine, his chest wounds are starting to bubble and getting all fucking weird. I don't remember that. And so then nice. there was the weird things the happening. Finger scene. The, finger the fingers are gnarly. Yeah. Fondling scene was terrible and really creepy and icky, like you said. I mean, Barbara Crampton, she, I, oh, Godspeed. Mark, I shot the gap. I gave it a four. I just like to reiterate that I write all of mine down before all of this. But yeah, I mean, we're all in the same boat. Basically, it's like below average. It's not particularly meant to be scary. It kind of plays as cheesy, but there's shit here that could be disturbing. Mark, if our listeners are any indication, they will not believe you as they have not believed Jake that you came up with that score beforehand. I feel like I provide bullshit enough scores for a lot of things that they probably do understand <laughs> that, that I am not yeah. swayed by whatever you jabronis say. <laughs> if yeah. you were lying about your scores, you should have done it elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Going third is a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. That is effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake. Eight. Yeah, fuck. For the practical, I, and I, that's taking down, like, like I said, even the CG that looks like Garbage. It's garbage. still charming to what like I love to an unnecessary degree watching that CG turn into the practical. It is so good. It is so good. And this is also we're thinking audio is here too, right? This is the category for audio. I had problems with ADR. Maybe this was Sonos's fault. I don't know. Yeah, Sonos. This is a high score for a sponsor. It won't be your fault anymore. Yeah, exactly. Give me some fucking money and I'll stop disparaging you, bastards. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, in any case, yeah, sponsor the show, though, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in any case, this movie, uh, they, they went Cut to, to a Sonos executive frantically scribbling. Writing a check, you mean. A cease yeah. and desist letter. <laughs> One of those two. If it's not a check, then I'm immediately flushing it down the toilet. In any case, uh, what was I saying? Look, I get why I gave it an eight as well. Thank you. Your points are spot on. I didn't have the sound issues you had, but man, this is a tour de force practical effects movie. It's it's honestly why I'm so. They had fun. They had fun. That's what I was gonna say. You can tell they had fun. Ton of fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Number of the Beast. Eight eighty eight. Woo! No, it's not. But cool. (laughs) It's gonna take us into overall, Jake. I gave it a six and a half. Okay. Yeah. You have nothing more to say about that. I, Look, it, it is an above-average movie that I think fits the bill for what you're looking for. This is a, I've said this before during this podcast, but I discovered that this is a fastball in terms of fun mid ninety movies. Yeah, That's I exactly throw this, this into is. the same category as like the Blob. That's another good one. Sure. Stuff. I this it's one is than the stuff. this. I it's honestly, I'm trying to think stuff. of what's the most fun, and I'm 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 gravitating back towards. This one, I'm gravitating back towards Reanimator. Like these are more fun than those. 
Dude, the blob is really fun. I, mean, uh, I, don't know if I think more this fun. is more fun. The stuff is fun for a different reason. The, the, the stuff is a whole. It's other a totally thing. different tone. Yeah, uh, maximum overdrive. Yeah, well, fuck. Look, I gave it a seven. Maximum overdrive <laughs> ten. I think this movie is a ton of fun. This is also just really good. I'm staggered that I hadn't seen this before. Genuinely now staggered. Now you've seen it, and I I'm gonna see it again. <laughs> Mark, I, I would wager. I gave it a six. Uh, this is certainly better than average. I enjoyed watching it. This was much better than I was anticipating it to be. I like this more than many of the other similar films of the same ilk. Like, I mean, for as a great example, I would watch this a hell of a lot harder than I would watch Hellraiser. Like, this is this is objectively more fun and interesting. I so, I would but much Hellraiser's rather rewatch not going this for the than fun Hellraiser. as much. Hell, yeah. Hellraiser's tone is weird. It is a it's weird tone. Very. Weird. This knows its tone. I don't know if Hellraiser knows its tone. Yeah, because I'm it's so abstract. I mean, Clyde Barker wrote some great books. I'm not convinced he knew why they were great based on <laughs> the movies he made. Yeah, from them. Jake. Just for the record, you gave the both six and a half. So I mean, it's I guess it's kind of in the same boat. Okay. Yeah. What did I give to Reanimator overall? Uh, you to Reanimator or to Hellraiser? To Reanimator. Oh, either one. Uh, to <laughs> Hellraiser, you gave seven. Okay. And to Reanimator, scrolling. Remembering where R is in the alphabet, you gave a six. Yeah. All right. I think this is uh, a more fun movie than Hellraiser. Not necessarily more important, but it's better. Um, yeah. They're all in the same neighborhood, though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Importance can kind of be like part of how it's constructed in society, though. Definitely. And honestly, like one of the hardest things about reviewing these movies, you guys can agree or disagree if you like, but like balancing the experience you have with it versus how serious the movie is. This is not a very serious movie, but I really fucking enjoyed watching it. So yeah, absolutely. There's that. Yeah. Hellraiser is less of an enjoyable experience, but it also has like this whole thing around it and is probably, eh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's better made. I don't know. We probably should revisit Hellraiser at some point. I would like to. It's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That Look, was like the third episode we did. All... I think it's actually the very first episode that that was released. A slightly more solid goo pile. Hellraiser. Oh, like episode yeah. one. He knows it. He knows it by the title. Yeah. Well, Ep- I do too. Was it episode title. one? Episode one. Holy shit. Hellraiser. Yeah. Holy shit. You can get access to episode one if you're a Peyton. That is correct. Yeah. Look, all three of us give us a thumbs up. We need to get the fuck out of here. Yes, we do. Are we in agreement? Episode 144 of the A to Z cast just happened. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Facebook, that is Twitter, and those links are going to be down there in the description below. Or, as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you like what you're hearing and you want to support the podcast, which if you're this deep, you, you might want to, I would venture to guess, we have a Patreon, and that should be abundantly clear at this point. That link is down there, too. You can support us. We would really, really appreciate it. It will only go to help make the podcast that you're hearing better over time. If not, that's totally cool, too. We just appreciate that you've made it this far into the podcast to hear me talking. As is the same case with every week, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to be moving on to our next pick, which is actually coming at you from one of us three for a change. One a one-week departure, but what? And next week, I'm telling you right now, you're going to get another two-man special, Jack and Mark, because I'm going to be gone. But they're going to be coming your way with Devil. It's Jack pick, and that's coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody.
There aren't enough songs that sample porn, you know? <laughs> 